why lit. Oh yay, I'm so proud of you! <laughs> I reminded myself like four times today. Press record. We're growing up. I don't know what you you're getting a little ahead of yourself there. Oh, but. well, okay, yeah. Adulthood is absolutely a myth. It's all, it's a complete and total sham. I actually got really mad in therapy the other day <laughs> because uh, I essentially realized all at once that adulthood is fake and we've been lied to this entire time and no one yeah. is actually ever an adult and no one actually ever knows better than me. And I could have just been making my problems someone else's problems this entire time. Yeah, I hear that's what most people do. It is. It is what most people do, and it's fucked up. <laughs> but I didn't know that you could just do that. I mean, I'm just like, look, okay, that I want to, I'm being, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? Um, hyperbolic. I am being hyperbolic, and I am being, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I am joking. I'm being tongue in cheek when I say that I could have just been doing this the entire time, because I don't actually think that anybody should do this. It's just that I like had this insane realization all of at the same time that like everyone that I know above the age of 40 is children. They're all kids. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought I had to like do things and like take care of shit and no one else is doing it. No. And if I stop doing it, probably the world won't fall apart. Probably. Mm. I do, I'm I, unclear, honestly. <laughs> Maybe just your portion of it. Relatable. Yeah. Do you like what I titled this uh, session? Oh, I didn't even look. What is it? Wait, I can't see it. It's in the... It's in the oh, the... this is not New Moon. This is Eclipse. <laughs> Correct. This is Eclipse. This is not New Moon. I think I asked you approximately 12 times. We were originally going to record this episode weeks and weeks ago. Some would even say, some would even use um, such terms as months. Um, yeah, I, it, and I we, think it was months. <laughs> however time works. I don't know. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't work. No. Um, but yeah, no, we were going to do this. And then I think I asked you probably about six times during uh, watching the movie the first time, um, which one is this? Is this New Moon? <laughs> and you had to tell me, no, it's Eclipse. And then this last time, a few days ago that we watched it, I again forgot what the title, rather subtitle, is. <laughs> Well, the only reason that I know what it is to tell you is because I have Googled it a million times. Mm. Because I'm like, wait, which one is Eclipse and which one is New Moon? There's which one just... comes first? Do you know that an Eclipse <sighs> and a New Moon look similar also? They do. So... <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're 100% right. <laughs> they are both round things covering other round things. Well, and it's also, okay, it's not like it goes in any kind of 
order, right? Like Breaking Dawn, the night is over. We understand that. So Breaking Dawn makes sense for the last thing to happen, right? Right. Okay. But then Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn. Uh There's no... I don't know. There's there's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's not like a uh, waxing crescent, waning crescent, waxing gibbous, waning gibbous, because those are dumb names for books. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, what is what? is the new moon is the new moon like her dark time because she's so depressed what is the eclipse is the eclipse jacob like that's actually that's actually a really great question because yes they do both look similar right whenever there is an eclipse versus whenever there is a, a new moon which also looks like no moon right and i feel like that is this movie slash book is infinitely less depressing than New Moon. A story about depression. So why do they have such similar... I don't... I don't either. I I don't know. Also, is it a total eclipse? Is it a partial eclipse? The... Fart. (laughs) You can cut that out. That was low-hanging fruit. Um, no, I absolutely no. will not. <laughs> I also like how we're just going into this episode. We're not even like... I'm fine with it. Um, I don't care. Hi. Uh, <laughs> that's Aaron. Yes, me. Hello. Um, this voice that you're listening to is Kirsten. Uh, we're here to talk to you about the Twilight Saga. Um, this is one of our this is one of our uh, film episodes, as opposed to the ones that we do every other episode, which are off-topic episodes. I guess. I guess adjacent. Weirdly enough, the ones that are um, the ones that are adjacent tend to be a little bit better organized, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, well, it's just that one because we had a guest. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, We're more that, organized that when sense. we have a guest because we like to appear as if we have our shit together. That makes perfect sense. Yes, um, we don't care if you at home think that we have our shit together, but if we're gonna no. if we're gonna host someone on our podcast, then god damn it, we are gonna seem organized somewhat in some way it's just coming apart at the seams um yes uh you are listening to twilight uh a good trash media show uh thank you for being here we're glad to have you um we're grown-ass women and we're gonna talk about a thing that was written for teens uh that we largely consumed uh when we when we were uh, uh younger um and that we love and don't need to defend ourselves anymore because now we're grown-ups and we're just allowed to like things. I feel like I need to be real and say that I was in my 20s when That's all fine. Of these things came out. In my doing the <laughs> math in my head I knew was that. Not a teenager. I uh, didn't want to I didn't want to out you, but I did I in my brain know that. So 
<laughs> hey, at least you weren't one of the weird Twilight moms that like got the books from their from their teenage daughters who were already well into like their 40s and 50s that were like, oh my God, I'm Team Edward. So you're fine. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, okay. So funny story kind of about that. Um, when <laughs> I like I read them all um, and I had previously... I went to a couple of like uh, Harry Potter midnight releases because that is who I was as a person. Yes, um, I did too. That's fine. And I was the person who like you mean the books, correct? Not yeah, the, the books. Okay. I mean, I went to some of the movie midnight showings too, but like the books. Uh, that was for, one like, of the few. That was one of the few book series that there were like big yeah. midnight releases for yeah. books. But I was the per- because I am um, an introvert. I was the person who I ordered the book. <laughs> um I pre-ordered it. I went to the thing when mm-hmm. they called my group. I went and got it and then I left. <laughs> and I hid the whole rest of the time because everybody else was there in costumes and like doing activities and I just there were so many people there. Aaron, a lot of them were children. But I got a bad I got bad news for you. Um a lot of the people that were there that weren't children were fucking theater kids and I was one of them and I was in costume and I played all the games and I had to try the butterbeer at three different stores because I grew up around Norman, Oklahoma and got to go to three separate midnight release parties for every single fucking book that I was like of age for. Which was like which was like five, <laughs> six and seven, I think. I was also a theater kid, <laughs> just so you know, but I just didn't like, anyway, so I had gone to some of those. Sure. And so I was like, okay, um, so Breaking Dawn was going to come out and I was like, I mean, you know, I kind of want to read it. So I guess I'll like pre-order it and then go mm-hmm. get it at midnight. Right. Okay. It was a nightmare. I believe it that. was so terrible. It was so many screaming teenagers and their mothers and mm-hmm. i was like this like so like 25 year old like <laughs> hey guys i just want to get my book and leave i don't know what you're doing maybe making letters to edward or you know wolf masks i don't know not, i want to go away <laughs> not nearly hormonal enough for this no no <laughs> amazing I love it. I didn't ever go to any of the uh, midnight releases for the books, actually. That was the only one I went. I think probably because I read them all w- before that one came out. So, like, mm. that was the only one that I read, like, as it came out. The rest of mm-hmm. them, I just, like, they were already out. Sure. Um, I respect it. But, yeah. <sighs> yeah, no, I, I didn't know. ever make it to any of the... Uh, I did see every single one of the movies in theaters, but... I was I'm pretty sure was I did also. I honestly though I can't remember, but I am assuming I did. Mm. Um time is a flat circle. Time I remember is a flat circle. <laughs> there's a lot of things that I don't remember, frankly. <laughs> yeah, if we're um I've been I don't know if you've paid attention to my my Twitter thread of all of these episodes as they release, but I have I have developed a drinking game and I'm going to go ahead and say that that's the rule for this episode uh, is on all of your re-listens. I know that you all at home are ravenous for new episodes and have just been um, listening over and over again to our back catalog. Uh, and thank uh-huh. you for that. Um, 
But if you are playing the drinking game uh, at home, uh, I would like to remind you that it is uh, necessary to uh, drink every time we quote True Detective. (laughs) Is that one of them? It is now. (laughs) I've decided that it is now. This can't even be the first time on this podcast. Like, there's no way, right? It's not. We definitely do it often. Uh, (laughs) Or it's just that one quote. (laughs) It's pretty much just that one quote. (laughs) But I think about it all the time, and goddamn if it isn't true. Oh, God, that's such a good (sighs) season. It is. It's it's perfect. I mean, Griffin and I rewatched it this pandemic, but I say this pandemic like we're going to have another one. God, I hope not. As opposed to... Last, last pandemic one. yeah <laughs> that i was not born for thank god um oh um okay so if we're getting into the discussion proper i actually uh was hoping that i would i might be allowed to uh i have the wikipedia page pulled up for the twilight saga and i was hoping mm-hmm. to just really quickly um read you the uh synopsis for eclipse please do because it's funny to me oh i believe you Okay. The film follows the human Bella Swan as she develops awareness of the complications of marrying vampire Edward Cullen. Jacob Black and the rest of the wolves form a temporary alliance with the Cullens to battle Victoria and her army of newborn vampires to keep Bella safe. Jacob unsuccessfully tries to convince Bella to leave Edward and be with him instead. Edward proposes to Bella and she accepts it. Was this written by Niles Crane? <laughs> I kind of did like, read it as Niles Crane. And <laughs> Bella. I love that's why that's that's what had me cracking up was the human Bella marrying vampire <laughs> Edward. Bella, a normal human woman. <laughs> An America a white American human female. <laughs> I get that, like, in these books, you do have to specify because there are, ma- like, it's, you know, it's supernatural. Like, you like, have to but clarify, like but it's very you, funny. The human Bella. If you say Bella Swan and then later you say the vampire Edward, like, I think an intelligent assumption would be. That's awfully uh, human normative of you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Human normative. <laughs> I'll try to be more diverse. <laughs> gotta keep it. Um, gotta keep it. Uh, what's the what's the dumb word that what's the dumb phrase that I'm looking for right now? Um, so gotta keep it socially conscious. Gotta keep it woke. Oh, mm hmm. Politically correct, etc. <laughs> super, you have to keep it supernaturally correct. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how many vampires are listening to this, but we don't want to offend them. I know, but can they have? Can we have coffee or like? I mean, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure coffee, that. But I'm pretty sure that Dustin listens to this, and the jury's out on him. So. <laughs> friend of the show that would be like a like like his like knowledge base is all vampires that would be like me being like 
man, I really have been studying humans for a long time. I know a lot about human lore and how they're created and how they have sex. (laughs) I love I love the concept of human lore. Like what all does that encompass? Just like anything that's just regular lore, supernatural lore. It's just like myths, (laughs) you know, like myths. Yeah, like uh, (laughs) like uh, like Hercules, and uh, I don't know Shakespeare or whatever. mm. Jesus probably. (laughs) Jesus probably. I mean, I would think. I guess unclear. Or does that fall under like um? Does that fall under specifically like religious lore or like uh isn't it all all myth religious lore most of it? Yes. Everything's a myth. Yeah, humans are a myth for sure. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Anyway. Wow. Uh how far in are we? <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're 15 minutes in and we've talked about uh nothing. Um That's anyway, fine. how do you Okay, how do we how do we feel? How do we feel about Eclipse? Uh, I don't think it's necessary. I am really inclined to agree. I think that it is the most throw I think you and I talked about this on the phone when we were watching. Um it is it is just the most unnecessary of any of the books. I always forget that it exists actually. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of being mad that the second that um, the second that Victoria gets to do anything, they replace the actress Rochelle Lefebvre, who's fantastic, who was in Veronica Mars, and I love her, whose hair actually does do the thing, mm-hmm. uh, with Bryce Dallas Howard, who has to wear a wig, who is I'm so sorry, a worse actress. No, oh, yeah, you don't have to be sorry. Um, she's not listening to this she's not no she's definitely not um she's not good at being evil i'm sorry oh no absolutely not like that like i I, no god i do not buy her as a villain stalking to stalking bella to murder her for like five minutes i don't know much less 90 or however long this is her doppelganger, however, oh no, it's Jessica Chastain. Looks like she. Could oh, step she'd on be great. You would love it. Um, yeah, if you're gonna replace, if you're gonna replace Rochelle Lefebvre, replace her with Bryce Dallas Howard's better. Uh, <laughs> it's like ne- her evil ne- nega. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like, it's like her negaverse. Uh, her Wario, if you will. <laughs> Oh, I will. <laughs> That's now canon on this podcast. <laughs> Jessica Chastain is Bryce Dallas Howard's Wario. One hundred percent true. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, like, if you're gonna, a, it's rude to replace her. She was doing a perfectly good job as it was. B, if you're going to replace her, you should replace her with a better actress, not a markedly worse one. Again, I'm sorry. It's me. And she's Ron Howard's daughter. I think that's the only reason she gets to do anything. She's pretty. She's very pretty. I don't think she can act at all. <laughs> Agree. I mean. 
I'm mad because again, Rochelle Lefebvre has had significantly fewer opportunities than Bryce Dallas Howard, again, being the daughter of Ron Howard. And it sucks that the moment that she is extremely central to the plot line, they're like, oh, we got to get someone bigger for this shit. As though (laughs) teens are coming out to see Bryce Dallas Howard. They're not, spoiler alert. They do not care. Like, had she even done anything at this point? I don't remember if she had done um, that M. Night Shyamalan piece yet, Lady in the Water. Or, oh, or uh, I've no, never she, but. Seen that. Sorry. I think she was actually in the village before that. Hang on. Yes, you're right. Uh, she'd been in quite a few things, actually. Oh, the village just... came out in like 2004. Um, so definitely she did that first. <laughs> yeah. God, I didn't realize that movie was that old. I've only seen that once. I saw it in theaters and figured it out halfway through and then I never watched it again. Mm. Makes sense. I can count that. Hmm. I've seen one M. Night Shyamalan movie more than once. Is it The Sixth Sense? It is not The Sixth Sense. I've actually never seen The Sixth Sense. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. It's uh, Unbreakable. Oh, yeah. Which a lot of people will tell you, and I think they're correct, is his best film. I don't like it. That's, it's fine. Literally any M. Night Shyamalan opinion is fine. (laughs) You can, all opinions. Unless it's that Airbender was good. Oh, God. Fair. Totally fair. Objectively wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Every other opinion about M. Night Shyamalan is acceptable. (laughs) Every opinion that you can possibly have about him is correct, except that Airbender was good. Uh, Anyway, so this movie isn't necessary. No, it really doesn't need to exist. And that's part of the reason that I have so much trouble remembering what even happens. I know it's just like, it's so much more hemming and hawing about whether or not Edward, like, will let Bella turn. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything in this movie either could have happened in another movie or didn't Mm -hmm. need to happen. Which is so wild because there is that it's funny that we're making the argument that of all of the Twilight films, this is the one that doesn't need to exist because they break up Breaking Dawn into two parts and they could easily fit in one film, but this is the one that we're arguing doesn't need to exist. Maybe I mean, it's all connected, right? They could have like done i don't know whatever (laughs) this story is just like there's no but i agree roll this one into just like significantly condense this one and roll it into breaking dawn part one and i'm fine i'm fine that's fine it works barely anything happens in this movie um i feel bad because uh that actor that plays riley seemed good ish or whatever um seemed that it seemed like they cast him to be like poised to be like a new teen heartthrob or whatever and i've seen him do nothing since 
he's done stuff, but nothing that I've like cared about. Yeah. He's not, I mean, he's not like a, a new Chris, you know what I mean? No. Like Pratt Hemsworth insert famous Chris last name here. Pine? Yeah, sure. Oh, Pine's the best one, right? Like objectively? Um, I I don't know. I think he's the least canceled of all of them. And I think he's also the one that has like, um, Wait, did we <laughs> written woke smut? <laughs> did we cancel Hemsworth? Why did we do that? No, I just, it's not that. I feel like he said or did something. I don't know. I just assume that of actually, I think I just assume that of all uh, white male actors who are attractive at this point, I just assume that they've all done something bad that we found out about as a society That's at this fair. point. That's fair. <laughs> Hemsworth seems fine. <laughs> he seems fine. I guess what I should say about Chris Pine is that he seems the most uncancelable. That that's fair, because I think he did. I think I read something about this. I'm now I have to Google this. I think he read. I think he he wrote some uh, some woke smut, and the internet found out about it. Griffin and I uh, watched, or I rewatched and made him watch Smoke and Aces, in which Chris Pine plays a. Um, rockabilly white supremacist assassin which is very which is very funny on him the uh, smoke and aces is a lot of things it's too (laughs) much wrapped into a movie um (laughs) but people forget that he's in that movie and they he has like terrible teeth and a faux hawk in it and he's actually very convincing uh whatever it's actually not None of this is important. Um, I'm, I'm done talking about this now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Conversation topic concluded. <laughs> what even happens in this movie? <laughs> I, she, uh, oh, people are getting killed by the. Yeah, that, so she comes back, right? Because she's still pissed about James. Right. That's literally it. There, we don't get any like juicy Volturi action. We don't get like a big war. Like we just get nothing because, yeah. and that's the way that it's sold in the book is that there is like this big war of like the newborn army and everything. But it's just like it, it kind of culminates to like nothing yeah. in the film. I feel like yeah, I don't think the book was necessary either. But yeah. It's just an unnecessary story. So I, well, where what was I just gonna say? Oh, like I feel like a lot of it has to do with like trying to create more conflict between um, the vampires Jacob and Bella. Oh and no, no, no! Yeah, Edward. Like sure, but all of that was done already in new moon like yes i don't need any more and also nothing about this movie like i think it's also supposed to like solidify the tension of like bella jacob and like Mm -hmm. try to make you think that she's in love with both of them which i Mm -hmm. just do not believe at all (laughs) i actually kind of think that 
Kristen Stewart and um, Taylor Lautner have zero chemistry. Are they, yeah, actually, he looks like a child. Well, yeah, that's very true. Like through the entire series, he looks like a yeah, fifteen-year-old. He, he, he looks like a swole toddler because he does. <laughs> I mean, he starts like weightlifting or whatever, and gets like really in like good like actor shape, right? But, but he, he still, still has, has a baby face. baby face. He has that now. Like, have you seen recent pictures of him? Like, he still looks like that. <laughs> but it just doesn't like whatever it was trying to do. It doesn't succeed. Yeah, and he like, looks like Shark Boy, but taller. That's it. Yes, yes. Uh, and like Victoria didn't need to come back. Like, not really. Minus that one scene at the end of Twilight, and we would have not expected her to come back, right? Like. The only reason you expect her to come back is because there's the little thing at the very end of Twilight right. where she's like, ha, 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 ha. Honestly, I think that that would have been better utilized if she had been like sort of hanging back until the big, uh, the big battle um, with... Uh, in in the very end of of breaking yeah. dawn with the volturi like and she would have just like randomly yeah, yeah shown up and been like oh the stakes are like ever so like more slightly raised yeah you just you roll that conflict into breaking dawn part two right yeah, yeah. No, i agree done and then you don't need any of this like and jacob frankly i don't know why jacob didn't tell bella the whole like wolf story in new moon <laughs> like why didn't that happen then right actually he did she wasn't listening mm-hmm. but the whole like led the whole legend thing that could have mm-hmm. been done earlier like yeah we didn't need to do that now truth be told i think that stephanie meyer was kind of spinning her wheels and coming off of you know the extreme success followed by the building on from new moon and she was just like oh god i gotta keep writing these what do i do you know like yeah yeah (sighs) which i get it like there's if you write like extremely popular teen fiction or even just like if if you're like fucking like george r R. martin and writing just any like kind of popular book series that like really gets people into reading in a way that it hasn't in a long time and like people are feral and really wanting to know what happens next you run into this it's like unavoidable unless you're i mean sorry to speak well of jk rowling she sucks and is also extremely canceled um but unless you actually like (laughs) have (laughs) a real direction and know exactly where you're going to the point of being obsessive about it. Like if you're experiencing fresh success as an author, like this is, it just seems like a very easy pitfall to fall into. Right. Right. No, that makes sense. Especially if she didn't actually have a plan for these Mm -hmm. other than like, I think she had a vague idea. I think she had a vague idea. Yeah, I think it was like they're like they're gonna get together. There's gonna be some tension. Then they're gonna get married, and she's gonna be a vampire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I I think that's 
there was like an yeah. outline. <laughs> Definitely. That she's going to be a vampire, but that Edward, like, I, I think that she may have even gone so far as knowing that something terribly tragic was going to have to happen to Bella in order for her to become a vampire. But. Right, 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 right. Like, yeah. But yeah, no, I don't think she had anything, you know, fully fleshed out. Uh, and that Eclipse ultimately wound up buying her the time to finish the real story. That's my theory. Who knows no, if it's right? that makes complete sense to me. Stephanie, let us know. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, like, one of my favorite scenes in this movie is the awkward virginity conversation between sure. Bella and Charlie. <laughs> Billy Burke... We talk very highly of him on this show often, but I really, he is such a, he's such a high point of this whole series. He's so good, especially even though, you know, Bella is kind of telling him what he wants to hear. He's just like, ah, 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 ah. like, I don't, I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about it. Communicate things, but neither of them want to actually say it. Well, they're the I two most like, awkward human beings. I know. That's clearly where she gets it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, I mean, like, Renee, her mom, has got some, like, huge fucking, like, Sagittarius energy. And is just, like, off in her own little world. Like, right. you know, loves talking to people. Super outgoing. Super, like, easy to, like, a conversation comes really easy to her. And then you have Bella. Who is just like forcing conversation with a hammer, like so stilted and awkward, and just bless her. Uh huh. She's she, a she and her mother. She and her mother could not be any more different. I know. Um. So midnight sun comes out next Tuesday. Oh my God! Is it that soon? Oh, on, shit. It's almost August. Holy shit. On, okay. On my birthday. <laughs> what a time to be alive. My birthday. It's Barack Obama's birthday and it's Cole Sprouse's birthday. And it's also breaking or it's also Midnight Sunday. Yes. <laughs> ah. Wild. Uh, but yeah, that's my favorite scene in this in this movie, which is it's like thirty seconds long. It's great, though. It's great. I mean, they're so. I love Kristen Stewart and Billy Burke's interactions in this entire series. I think that they are so genuinely ticklingly funny. Yes, because they're just like they're both trying their best to make this like stilted father and daughter relationship work and they're both so awful at expressing their feelings and I, I love it just shoot it directly into my veins <laughs> it's perfect it's so well executed they do such a good job well and he's like he's not like an over like I think I I accept some of the things that he says, things that I, in in any other, like, dad scenario, I would hate, mm -hmm. but but he is so pure that I 
I, yes. I'm fine with it and I love it. Right. Like Even, the whole, you know, the whole overprotective father, you know, like the weird. Yeah. Well, because even though he is kind of, he just, I don't know. It just comes for, for him. It feels like it comes from a place of not wanting his daughter to make the exact same, just like poor decisions that he made right. that resulted right. in. It's not like a purity thing. Like it is no. with most instances. Yeah. I and it's feel, not you know? rooted in like weird Christianity or anything like that. Like it's right. straight up just like, he wants the best for her. And honestly, despite being a cop, he is not particularly authoritarian with her because he doesn't no. know how to be because at the end of the day, he sees her as another adult person. Right, right. Yes. And he wants, I mean, like he's, he makes, it's not like he's asking a lot. Like he makes good suggestions. Like, yes, mm-hmm. you should probably go hang out with a few other people. Uh <laughs> <but>. <laughs> You should probably have literally any other relationships. Right. <laughs> because I do see that what this is, is unhealthy. Like, I mean, despite it being very normal for teenagers, it is unhealthy. Teenagers aren't healthy. Like, no, right, right. Yeah. No, it's, of course it's not healthy. Like, no. <laughs> it's obsessive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think that like trying to push her to Jacob is the right idea because mm, like no, I said, because like, Jacob, Jacob is definitely more toxic. But well, Char- Jacob knows Jacob. Yeah, but Jacob is also like the one like he doesn't want he the his whole thing is he doesn't want her to end up stuck, right? Like, and Jacob is how mm-hmm. she would get stuck because Jacob ain't ever leaving Forks. Like, yeah if she married jacob yeah, he's a werewolf where's he gonna there? go like yeah right? she'd wind up she'd wind up like um oh god what's her name with the disfigured face leah leah or no no, no leah's, leah's the other the wolf the wolf mm-hmm. you sam's sam's person you know who i'm talking about sam's I wife remember. i can't think of it either yeah no i mean like that is totally the purpose of like her character too is to show you like this is what happens to wolf wives like Emily Emily thank you <laughs> wolf wives <laughs> coming to you wolf what what county this is this august <laughs> this august uh on what's the fx bravo? or cw <laughs> bravo i i don't know i don't clearly i haven't watched cable in like 10 years <laughs> you get what I mean. I do. Oh. All right. What else happens in this movie? <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, Jacob is weirdly possessive, like always. Uh, there's a lot. There's just like a lot of really unhealthy relationship stuff in this because admittedly, Bella does kind of panic that Jacob is going to, you know, abandon her as a friend because he doesn't, oh God, gross. He doesn't see her as a friend. He sees her as, you know, a thing to be possessed, um, which is also unhealthy, but she like panics that he's going to leave. And so she like tries to manipulate him into staying and like kisses him. And it's just a relationship clusterfuck. Like it's not even a sexy love triangle. It's just gross. And what, like, he's just so irrational. And the whole thing at the end, the whole thing with him wanting to leave, 
because he finds out they're engaged is ridiculous anyway because he's just throwing you're a just fucking proving, fit. right you're just proving that you aren't there to protect her yeah he doesn't care about her as a person at all he only cares about her insofar as he cares about owning her which is right. gross horrific and disgusting yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no, I, that, like, that's something we, like, we talked about on, I think when we were talking about the first one, maybe. I don't Probably. remember. Um, oh, I think it, I think it might have actually been, I think it might have actually been in the second one. Um, that, like, I in really Newman. do believe that Edward wants the best for Bella. Yeah. Like, he, he genuinely, he, like, he doesn't express it well sometimes. Uh, no, and he's kind of a drama queen. Right, of course. I mean, you know, that's. The but choice. he actually, he genuinely does love her as a person and cares about her in right, so and far cares as about like right. Yeah, um, I don't think that like Jacob doesn't. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, like Jacob loves the idea of her, but he wants her to fit in this box. Yes, that he that he makes and 100%. doesn't like doesn't want her to gross stray from that yeah it's hate it yep hate that hate that a lot (laughs) hate that the most actually okay so we think edward's a virgin right yes yeah we we discussed this yeah edward is the world's oldest virgin in fact literally (laughs) i mean 150 year old virgin yeah everyone else who gets to be around that age dies uh and Edward is therefore the world's oldest virgin. Right. <laughs> as far as we can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a movie I'd watch, The 150-Year-Old Virgin. You know, I wasn't, like, I wasn't sure initially, but then watching this movie, I was like, oh, yeah. He's, he's for sure. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. For sure a virgin. Uh, Which is fine. No shame. No, I get no, it. of course. Um, and it makes, I mean, it makes sense. Given he is, he in fact, old-fashioned. Well, he was only 19 when he yeah. died. And if he was like a, you know. He was raised with those old-fashioned, you know, values. Upper class and... dude who was expected to. Like, oh, I, it, I think yeah. it, that occurred to me when he was talking to her about how if this were when he was, you mm-hmm. know, alive, he would have courted her and blah, yes. blah, 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 blah. It was very much like this. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have just gotten down. Like, I would have done all these things to prove to you that right. I that I love you and whatever. Which is why he wants to wait until they get married. Here is another thing that I think gives this particular movie value, although I do agree that it could be literally anywhere else, is that I do really love that we get Rosalie's story, which is kind of converse to that. Yes. Of finding out that, you know, she was engaged to this wonderful man. So she thought who turned out to actually be, you know, a gross rapist, I guess. Yeah. Um, Played by an actor who I think should get more work. And his name is... He's in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. (laughs) I can't think of what his name is. I'm going to look it up. The guy with the thin mustache. And he often has a thin mustache, but he's also in American Hustle. But I like him a lot as an actor. I think he's very good. 
his name is. That's not right. That's a a different person. Um, Jack Huston is his name. Huh. Yep. He's a yeah, he, I mean, he's a good villain. Oh, interesting. Oh, he's dating Shannon Click. She's very pretty. She's a model. Anyway, oh, this <laughs> is not important in the least. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Rosalie's story. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That, okay, honestly, that moment is kind of what made me like Rosalie's character because she's always depicted as being kind of, like, icy and standoffish. And she's just, you know, she's not friendly in the way that Alice is friendly. And, you know, of course, I... Fucking, who doesn't love Emmett? We all love Emmett. And her telling that story um, about putting on her wedding dress and coming and terrorizing the man who, like, made her life a nightmare. Like, I fucking love that shit. Oh, yeah. That's such a good... That's such like if you're gonna tell a character backstory like that, it that's just like the right amount of pepper. It's so good. That's like such a Drusilla move to me. It is. It is absolutely <laughs> like and her being like, I was a little bit dramatic back then. It's just like <laughs> hell yes, bitch. We love it. We love to see it. Make every man pay. <laughs> that's funny. It's great. If you're going to throw a hissy fit, do it in a wedding dress. Oh, for sure. Honestly. If you're going to go murder a man in cold blood for ruining your life and virtue, like, fuck him up, buttercup. We love it. Okay, this is unrelated, but it's your fault because I looked up that guy. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) I haven't seen this movie that he was in called Kill Your Darlings oh yeah um about some of the uh the beat generation right yeah Ginsburg yeah. and Burroughs and Cur- I haven't seen that have you seen it I have not seen it either but I am um I do I want to <laughs> great yeah same. wait is that that's not Jack that's not Jack Huston though that's Sam Riley isn't it he's it's he's in it are they both in it, it? was it was on his weird interesting mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I've been meaning. I've been. I've been meaning to catch up with that, but it looks good. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. He might not. Oh, yeah, he plays Jack Kerouac. Yeah, and Daniel Radcliffe is in it. Have you seen Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? I have seen some of it. It's bad, but fun. Oh, yeah, I didn't finish it. It's I think bad. It was the wrong like time for me to. But it. <laughs> it is fun. I recommend I, I, it personally. I think it's very fun. I think that was that's like a movie that I needed someone to tell me that before I watched it. So I didn't sure. know. You know what I mean? Like I was oh, like, Oh yeah, no, don't go into it expecting that it's gonna be like actually good. It's it's trash. <laughs> it's trash garbage, but it is um I don't know, it keeps you interested. It's very exciting. Right. I I feel like it gets a bad rap, like it has a shitload of bad reviews. I don't even know what it has on Rotten Tomatoes, but 
it's fun. I will in the way that a movie of that ilk should be. Sure. Yeah. <sighs> Honestly, by the time we make it to the actual war, I'm about ready to pass out in this movie. Well, the war is nothing. It's nothing. Like it's there it's not interesting. No. There we barely see any of it. <laughs> Correct. Don't die. I won't. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's pointless. Like that that's it's just part of this whole part of this movie that doesn't need to exist. Yeah, and there's so much about like protecting Bella and getting her to like get getting her to like a safe place or I don't know, is it like an excuse to get Edward and Bella alone with a bed that doesn't get used and like <laughs> I don't know. That he bought just for her. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> oh my she god. Was, she was so excited about that bed. Edward is a man who doesn't own a bed before he knows a woman. Now I get to go off on a tangent that is dear to my heart. Men, buy bed frames before you move in with your girlfriends. It's feminism. It is feminist. It is praxis to own a bed frame before you move in with a woman. To be fair. Just do it on your own. Do it for you. To be fair. To be fair. need a bed. I understand that. It's just the fact that he had to buy one because he knew Bella. <laughs> because she was coming to stay the night and he needed, she needed <sighs> Oh my God. She did not want to sleep in that bed. She did not want to sleep in that bed. That's not what she wanted to use it for at all. No. Um, she it's so funny. It's, it's very funny and also extremely relatable to me as a demisexual person to see Bella like, she really wants to have sex with this one person. And I truly believe that Bella thinks that sex is disgusting in any other instance. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Completely fair. Is not that I think is like sex is disgusting, but like, <laughs> don't you literally have a doormat that says come in. We're thirsty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm outing you. Sorry. I bought that. Partially because partially because I am very jealous of that doormat. It's very good. It came from Also five there's vampire below. fangs. Also there's vampire fangs yeah, on it. Yeah, it so, came I mean, from it, five below I during Halloween. Ugh. <laughs> it was cheap. I love, I love five below so much. My favorite doormat that I ever got uh said my uh what was it? My best friends are monsters or all my favorite friends are monsters. And it had like a little Frankenstein face on it. That was pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That came from Five Below also. They have good doormats. They do good <laughs> doormat work. They do good doormat work. This oh. podcast brought to you by Five Below. 
No. <laughs> I wish. Sponsor us, please. Please sponsor us. We have no sponsors whatsoever. Everything that comes out of our mouths, believe it or not, is 100% us. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. No one true. has bought no one has bought our opinions and believe me, we've been begging them to. This is true. We will say whatever you want. Give us a single dime. I swear to God. <laughs> I have a I mean, price and it is low. I mean, it's like gift cards for stuff. Like I don't even care. <laughs> Seriously. Just tell me I'm pretty. Like, I don't even, like, what? You don't even have to, like, do anything or say, whatever. I'm fine. I understand. Um, what was the deal? Why Why is Brie Tanner important to this movie slash story? I know that there was, like, she was so important that she got her own, like, spinoff novella. But I don't, I missed that. Who? Brie Tanner? Who's that? Um... She's uh, the little. She's the the little vampire that the Cullen family is like protecting, oh. and they're like, "Please, she's a child." She, but then she just she dies. So does it even like right? Yeah, she does die. The Volturi kill the shit out of her. She has a spinoff novella. She does. It is called oh. uh, the Short Second Life of Brie Tanner. I have not read that. Neither have I. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I know it's that girl that's in all the movies that always plays the creepy kid. Which is so interesting to me that I get the actress who plays her and the actress who plays Renesmee mixed up (laughs) all of the time. And in a way, I feel that, um, that... Uh, I feel I feel that the fact that the actress who got cast as Brie Tanner and got cast as Brie Tanner uh, precluded her from consideration to play Renesmee. Right. <laughs> they should have waited. <laughs> no, I agree. It's just like, I don't know, she's kind of a really throwaway character in the book. And then Stephanie Meyer was like, no, but she's not a throwaway character. In fact, she gets her own tiny so side novella. The, I, the only reason she exists is to bring up the fact that there are not allowed to be child vampires. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. the only reason she exists. Makes she exists sense. so that Volturi can come in and be like, we got to kill her. She's a kid. That's not allowed. Yep. Sure. Otherwise, the she's are like, please, we'll protect her. Which, yeah, like, we're going to adopt her. Listen, what Dakota <laughs> yeah. Dakota Fanning's vampire character is eighteen somehow. I guess miraculously, I guess. that seems fake, but okay. <laughs> I don't Whatever. know what the cutoff is. Like, what is the cutoff? Maybe it's sixteen. You know, it's like Great the question. age of consent in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally as I was like unfolding that thought I was just like wait a wait a wait a second vampires are old (laughs) they're older than a lot of human laws we know it what is happening there but 
I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I don't know either. I mean, I'm assuming, <laughs> I assume there's, it's probably like 16, you know, sure. if you're 16 or older, then it's fine. Yeah. You can decide you want to be a vampire, but apparently not if you're uh, Bella. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Is Brie Tanner even, wait a second. Is she even credited? Hello, please. Now I'm on IMDb. I know. Um, great. I actually can't find her at all on the IMDb. Oh, really? Is it listed on her IMDb? Maybe. Nope, I'm dumb. <laughs> I am, in fact, dumb. I typed in New Moon. I'm having a great time. <laughs> truly incredible oh man yep (laughs) that is just super um appropriate to be honest her name is jodel furland furland jodel furland she is also in silent hill as well as the tall man which is different from Slender Man, which is a movie that we have seen. Uh, the Tall Man is also supposedly uh, terrible and not what you <laughs> want it to be, much like Slender Man. Um, and then uh, Breaking Dawn Part 2. <laughs> Or are you looking up the girl who played Renette? I am looking up both of them because I am really trying to separate them in my head and it's very difficult. (laughs) Her name is Mackenzie Foy. She has gigantic eyes. Um, Oh, she's an interstellar. She plays the young Murph. Uh, Oh, she's also in The Conjuring. That's where I know her from. Who's in The Orphan? Is that a different person? That's a totally different person. Yeah. Is it really? But she, You're but she fucking kidding looks, me. She also looks similar. This is illegal. God damn it, it sure is. It's a totally different person. But Vera Farmiga is in it? I didn't know. I that. guess so. I've Evidently. never seen the orphan. Neither have I. I guess I Her name is. That. Isabel Furman, and she's a different person, and that's she's a totally really different person. Yeah. Going to ruin my life, actually. Oh, oh! I thought it was Jodell Furland for a for a long time. <laughs> I for sure thought that it was Jodell Furland. That's who I thought it was. I was like, oh, it's that girl from The Orphan. It's that girl who plays creepy kids, right? Like, <laughs> oh, no, okay, but Jodell Furland was in Case Thirty Nine. Yes, correct. She also played a creepy kid. I have not seen Case 39. What's that? I don't even know what uh, that is. It's, uh, it's got Renee Zellweger in it. She's like a, she's a social worker and she gets called to the house because the parents are like locking, trying to kill their kid and the kid is like a demon or whatever. I think I repressed a memory of having seen that movie because everything that you're describing to me right now is ringing a lot of bells and i have i've seen this it has cal and keith (laughs) running in it which doesn't matter to anyone except for me so great (laughs) 
He was in Battlestar Galactica. He was a Cylon. He was also in Man in the High Castle. He was also in that Jigsaw movie we saw. Jigsaw. Oh, that movie's so bad. Nice. We will have to see the new Saw movie, though. I know. We're completionists. Uh, Well, I mean, I've only seen the first one and these ones that we've watched together. We've been watching every single one of them that comes out in theaters, though, for whatever reason. Yeah, but it's, yeah. Since our friendship. one. (laughs) Yeah, one one out of one. one. That's 100%. 100%. We have drifted so far. Uh, You remember going to see movies? I do. I miss it so much. I was trying to think of what the last movie I saw in theaters was, and I cannot remember. Do you know what the last movie that I saw in theaters was? What? The Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. That, oh, okay. We saw that together, right? Yes. Did you see another movie after that? Because if not, then that's probably your last also. When did that come out? (laughs) January or February? I think it came out in January. I think we saw it in February, though. Then, yeah, that was probably that was probably the last one I saw as well. Look, it was did not a bad. A did what? Did we do a double feature that day? Did we? No, I don't think so. Griffin was okay. there. Okay. I only say that because he doesn't typically accompany us on double features. Right. Also, I don't know that we've ever done a double feature at a. Uh, Cinemark. Cinemark. Yeah. Why did I think we had? I don't know. Yeah, Birds of Prey was good. Welcome to the deep lore of Kirsten and Aaron's friendship. Um, <laughs> yeah, Birds of Prey was like fine. I just don't know that I wanted it to be the last movie that I ever got to see in theaters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't know that it's ideal to go out on, right? Like... It was fun. I thought it was infinitely better than a lot of people said that it was going to be, but also it had problems. I don't know. It it just wasn't like a, I didn't expect it to be like a finale for seeing movies in (laughs) a public theater. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We need to watch The Lodge. Now I'm really thinking about how bizarre it is that, um, Stephanie Meyer wrote an entire sidearm short story about a throwaway character in, I'm sorry, the most throwaway of the Twilight books. Yes. I don't what know. What a bizarre choice. Yeah, I mean, why not just, like, why not just make that some other thing? Like, why does it have to be? Do I need to I read this? Know. Do I have to read this now? Because I I need to know. I just, I uh, need to delve further into the psyche of this woman. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know. I had never, truly, I had never really considered it. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wow, this is actually the worst installment of the series and also for some reason it has additional lore taped on (laughs) for some reason unknowns to us inexplicable (laughs) and it makes me want to read it just out of sheer like curiosity and like desperation to make life make sense 
I mean, we are going to read Midnight Sun, right? Of course. Uh, fuck it. Aaron. Of course we're going to read Midnight Sun. <laughs> we have to. I wonder how long it's going to be. It's going to take so long. I don't know. Is it... Did... Okay. So is it supposed to be the entirety or is it just the first book i have no fucking idea i don't know either i mean i'm reading it regardless right like it doesn't actually matter but Uh. (laughs) it says twilight it says it's okay it's just twilight that's kind of what i had the perspective of edward cullen um last but not least uh when victoria finally does get killed it is um i barely even noticed it happening because it happened so quickly and without any um formalism or uh there's just like it is with there's like literally no additional interesting thing around it like they just like rip her head off and are done with it it's anticlimactic i still like i and this is i guess just like well no true blood does not do this but um i i just love that they they get away with not having an R rating because there's no blood when the vampires die. It's very funny. Like they're uh, literally pulling the heads off people, which would slap a good R rating on that normal. if it were normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have true blood where they like explode. Oh, good bless. You love to see it. That's HBO, though. They can do whatever the fuck they oh, want. Oh, yeah, they get to do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Titties. Hell wieners. Yeah. Blood. Yeah. Titties and wiener and blood. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> HBO trifecta. Oh, Christ. Yeah, I don't know what to say about this movie. It's so wild. I think that, like, the number one, I think that really the number one, like, uh, focus is to solidify the love triangle between Bella and Jacob and Edward. Yeah. But, again, I'm going to go back to what I said in, like, the first 20 minutes of this episode, which is that Kristen Stewart and Taylor Lautner do not have any chemistry at all whatsoever. And I think in the book as, okay, as much as like, as an adult, I see that Jacob sucks as a character and is, you know, a nightmare man child. (laughs) I think in the book that they do have significantly more chemistry and in the movie, because they lack that chemistry almost entirely, it is so clear how badly each of them is using the other. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. To the point where you can't, there's like no artifice about it. Yeah. Like, 
you can't even disguise it as like, oh, but you know, they do like, maybe they do love each other. Like, we don't know for sure. It was just not, these people don't, these people do not love each other in, in a way that is like normal or okay or healthy, like in the yeah. least. Yeah. Like Jacob um, is strictly possessive. Bella is strictly wanting someone who will be there as a backup in case, because she like her trust in Edward is like somewhat broken. Right he left at some point right i mean like she and jacob should have just made like some when we're both 40 packed and been done with it like that's it sure and then move (laughs) on so i am i and i don't know if if other people feel this way this could just be my own neuroses uh it is very hard to make a love triangle believable to me uh usually I'm just like, no, she clearly loves the other one more. You should just be with him. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, I have felt the same way about Hunger Games. Like, and I was like, this doesn't, I don't care about this. <laughs> to be honest, in the Hunger Games, I just wanted her to either be gay or not choose either of them. But if you want, if you want to like build tension in a teen drama, though, you introduce a love triangle. It's like, short like it's it's like cheating right like you just do it and that like ooh, automatic tension yeah and i just don't like it i'm not saying it's advisable (laughs) like at all it's honestly kind of lazy but oh man because weirdly oh sorry no i mean you just have to really see like the I feel like writing the character who is in the, the who is the in the hinge of the V, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to write that <laughs> character really well. Like you have to really write it to where they they truly do feel pulled in two different directions. Mm-hmm. And most media who do that like ha- don't don't do that well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean. Jacob is always Bella's second choice. Always. Yeah. No yeah, question. You never she's think. made up her mind. Yeah. She's decided what she wants to be. And there's no portrayal anywhere in the films. And it's been so long that I've since I've read the books, I can't honestly remember how it is in the books. But like she feels no pull toward remaining human either. Right. Like right. obviously no, she- Edward wants her to remain human, but it's not like, oh, but if I, you know, go this direction, then I wouldn't even have to like change for anybody. Right. It's like, no, he doesn't want you to change. You want to change. Yeah. And she never truly feels be- like, even when she's starting to like act a little bit no- more normal in New Moon, she's still like solidly in the like, I'm <laughs> trying to put myself in dangerous situations to try to. Yeah. Boyfriend who is not here. Absolutely. <laughs> There's no like moment where she kind of that you see her kind of get to a point where she's like, okay, I'm okay. No, that never happens. Like, no. She starts talking more, and that's the end of it. And the only reason, <laughs> she's, like, even hanging out with Jacob, yeah, initially is for him to build that fucking bike for her. So, like, mm-hmm. whatever. again yeah i mean she's entirely like it's a little bit unfortunate but then it turns out that like jacob sucks anyway and is like a possessive asshole who is emotionally abusive but like 
Yeah, I mean, the whole reason that Bella's even in his life to begin with is because she is using him to feel better and or feel something. Right. Yeah. Interesting to me how in this movie he has convinced himself that she loves him. (laughs) Real wild. Really (laughs) just going out on a limb. And being like, no, I can feel it. It's like, have you ever wanted something so bad <laughs> that you were able to hypnotize yourself <laughs> that things that are patently untrue are in fact law? Right. And he just never wears a shirt. No, I do appreciate that line of the movie of doesn't he own a shirt? Or do, does he own a shirt? Does he own a shirt? Yeah, he does. They buy them in bulk, actually. Yes, so that they can rip through them, which is yeah. why they're so cheap, and that's why whenever they go through the transformation, they literally explode off of their bodies. Still baffling to me why they he was wearing burst. cargo shorts. Like, I don't, don't understand that. Like, what are you going to put in those pockets? You're just going to rip them when you turn into a wolf. Why not? Why do they not invest in... Why do wolves not invest in more elastic is my question. Worked for the Hulk. That's all I'm saying. Like, what do you mean? Elastic. Like waistbands. Oh. None of them have any elastic waistband pants. They are all just, they are wearing cargo shorts. Right. Which, yeah. Right. It's yeah, like, like a waist measurement. Yeah. Trying to make it better. Um, if you If you transform into a literal gigantic like oversized like because they're not even like normal wolf size right like they're huge right you need to buy like maternity basketball shorts <laughs> like yeah but then there are those guys who wear basketball shorts everywhere they're already those guys who wear <laughs> no shirts no shirt and cargo shorts everywhere that's true this is true uh you can only improve upon this look. You can't make it any worse. I'm sorry. And I'll make the rules. Hello, men. Stop wearing sweatpants outside of your home in the gym. Thank you. Oh, God. And don't come at me with women wear leggings. We are allowed to. You get paid more than we do. Fuck off. <laughs> we can wear whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> we have to do whatever we want. You stop wearing sweatpants outside your house. You've earned that right. <laughs> Anyway. Make an effort. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, man. At least Edward does. Like, Edward dresses nice, at least. He dresses so nice. He dresses like he bought every single last piece off of um, a single uh, express mannequin that he saw in the window. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, he dresses like an adult. Because he is an adult. (laughs) 150 years old isn't that imagine is is, is he 150 i think so imagine if he dressed like a like if if he dressed like a hundred year old like like imagine if he was wearing like chinos that were buttoned like above his belly button like (laughs) and like cardigans and like golf hats oh man like i can't see someone who has been around for that long just wearing cargo shorts like why like imagine, like imagine if you dressed like Johnny Knoxville and Bad Grandpa. <laughs> oh man, 
Yeah, he's used to dressing nice, right? Like. <laughs> Well, yeah, and clearly money is not an issue for the Cullens, right? Like, Money's not an issue for any vampire, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, just, none of them are straight and none of them are poor. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. <laughs> there is not a single poor vampire. There is not a single straight vampire. That's just where we are. not monogamous. No. God, no. No, Again, like just I, mm. Stephanie, Stephanie, you're living in a fa- you're living in a fantasy world. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Cullens are absolutely swingers, and I'm I'm sorry to inform you that they do enjoy the lifestyle. Oh, they are of the lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> also, I guess it's like confirmably a thing that you just get hotter when you're a vampire, like. Yeah, so I think I think what it is is that your skin gets better. Like I don't think yeah. it's that you you it's not like your the base of your physical appearance actually changes. It's just that like you become like the like best possible version of what you would imagine you would want to look yeah. like, right? Like your skin gets really smooth. You know what I mean? Like I assume if you were overweight, you become thin, right? Like there are no overweight vampires in twi- the Twilight universe as far as I can tell. There are none in any universe. <laughs> Yeah, you just like you I mean, become a what vampire in the you... shadows. They're like normal sized people, like normal people. Like they're not all. I appreciate that. Super thin. Yeah, I, I do don't appreciate know. That's that another there is part. body diversity in what we do in the shadows. And I love that show so much. The most inclusive version of <laughs> vampirism. <laughs> so true, though. <laughs> Usually, they're all like super fit or yeah i kind of buy a super fit vampire before i buy like a victorian famished boy vampire here's why they're supposed to be predators right sure so it makes sense to me that they would because like you know the only time that you ever see like an overweight tiger is because it's in a real bad zoo Yeah. So it's like, like human interference, right? Like <laughs> if you're like if you're going from being like a shitty human that like I don't know, we just like fall apart and once you hit the age of 20, you forget how to sleep properly uh for some reason. Um like if you're going to become like a perfect predator that like your body is just like, "Oh shit, we better get this under control." And then you get just like I don't know, not like... Like, that's, like, part of the change. Yeah, yeah, like, you don't get, like, gross, like, bikini competition, but you get, like, you know... Yeah, you like, you get stronger. Yeah. Because you need to be stronger to chase down your prey. I would imagine that you look like you can, like, overpower m- most things and people. 
And also blood cannot have that many calories in it, right? I mean, like there's no way it's got to be all protein, right? Well, and but also their um like their metabolisms have to be really slow, right? Because like they're so cold. Oh, you're right. Yeah. This, I mean, none of this like I have science. no idea. This is not science, science is magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like this obviously this doesn't actually exist and therefore you can't really apply normal <laughs> nutritional information <laughs> to vampires. But yeah, no, I, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, cuz they I mean they're cold. They don't hmm. Now I'm having trouble. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just found a, an Angel Fire website on biology of a vampire. An Angel Fire website. Oh my like, god, incredible. What? This is our, welcome to the next section of our podcast, is reading whatever <laughs> this is. This is where we are now. Please tell me what's going on. I don't even know. It's, Angel Fire. It's just trying to, right? Like, I didn't even know that still existed. Same. I love that they haven't all been cold. That's great. What does Angel Fire have to say about the uh, biology and nutrition of a vampire? Uh, well, let's just like go to. Oh, here. Vampire blood. Okay. Though many consider a vampire to be dead, they are not. Living born vampires maintain a normal heart rate, which means their blood is just as warm as ours. A non-living vampire's heart still beats like our own, but with a heart rate that is much slower. This <laughs> heart pump this is clearly people who think that vampires actually exist. Sure. Uh this is uncomfortable. Great. <laughs> Seems really good and there healthy. There are pictures. There are pictures of of skulls that have fangs, and the disclaimer says, "No, this isn't an actual vampire skull. This is a replica." A replica? <laughs> we modeled this after a real vampire skull, but we cannot verify that it is the real thing. I don't even. Oh, man. Oh, no. Okay. Well, all I'm going right. to keep reading this later, but yep. this is going to be a rabbit hole I'm going to go down. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good time. I look forward to hearing all about it later. Oh, God. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening to us talk about um, Eclipse and like 20 other topics. Uh, and not New Moon. This episode has not been about New Moon. We no. already did that episode. Yes. Um, please go back to uh, two episodes ago if you would like to hear us talk about <laughs> New Moon. A different movie, in fact. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know what I didn't talk about? And it doesn't really matter that much. Is the... Uh, Does anything? Cinematography in this movie. And about how each movie has its own specific instagram filter that it is using <laughs> i am gonna go ahead and say i find this one to so far be kind of the least interesting it's very um 
muted and it's kind of a yellow tinge. Yeah. I yeah. prefer the oversaturation of New Moon. I do too. I love the I love the Renaissance filter on New Moon, honestly. Yes. <laughs> and I even don't mind the Hudson on Twilight. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to um, what may end up being our longest episode uh, that is a film proper episode so far. Um, And also, sorry, uh, mostly we're just (laughs) mad that this movie exists. (laughs) So true. But I still had a good time complaining about it. um, And I hope that you did too. And I hope that uh, you at home enjoyed listening to it. Are you going to read the official... um outro uh, sure i definitely can uh if you called? yes it is now um <laughs> hang on i would love that hold please it is and, and as follows how you feel about vampire the masquerade bloodlines currently <laughs> it's weird like i mean the writing's pretty 2004 but i actually do think i think what's up we're not done yet Oh, I thought you guys were. Sorry, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I want to hear about this. What? <laughs> My boyfriend is also playing Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, uh, which is not off topic, honestly. No. Um, okay. <clears throat> You've been listening to Twilight with Kirsten and Aaron, a production of Good Trash Media. Aaron can be found on Twitter at Short and Creepy. Kirsten can be found on Twitter and this is new, at Goth Comic. Our intro music was created by Kyle Van Osdall. Kyle can be found online at kylevanosdall.com. Thank you. Bye.